Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod. The podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Before we get started with the podcast, a big thank you to our latest Patreon sponsor, Steve Quick. You can join our Patreons by going to patreon.com slash behind the racket pod. On top of it, as a special thank you to our Patreon sponsors, we will be having hopefully later this week. It is edited now. Noah just needs to have a good listen to it, but we do have a kind of behind the scenes podcast from when we were both down in Orlando in November. Drinks were had. Emotions were had. We do have that podcast that will be available to our Patreon sponsors coming up later this week. And now on with the podcast. Welcome to the 2021 version of the Behind the Racket pod. Mike Cation and Noah Rubin. We have changed nothing. Um, Noah's still shirtless as we start this podcast. <laughs> and you still have uh, a blue I still mohawk. have a shitty mohawk with a little bit of blue in it. I, just, I was just, I, I didn't know how to get it so it didn't like, you know, like it's a thin little area, right? Yeah, I so told I, you that you looked like a my player. Like if you were like 12 and you were creating your own like avatar, you're like, what can I do that's crazy different? And then you just chose Mike. That was like an yeah. option. Yeah. No, I mean, so I, I just put in a little bit of blue with a paintbrush last night just to kind of dick around with it just to see what it would look you're like. And so I Wait, what? Did that. You're, you're joking. No. A paintbrush, not like gel? No, I mean, I obviously not paint. I used a paintbrush with the, the, the hair dye and just kind of painted it in a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I am not... I'm not having a midlife crisis. This is just um, mild, mild. No, COVID you're way panic. too old for your midlife crisis. I'm gonna make it to 120. <laughs> um, uh, speaking speaking of speaking of that, let's let's start there uh, before we get into you playing. Like, it's Monday morning as we record this. Yes. Uh, I played poker all last night, mm -hmm. and you know we were texting back and forth trying to figure out a time for this and everything. I woke up this morning and the first thing I tend to do is 
check the Twitters and things. It feels like complete chaos in the tennis world right now. Like everything is up in the air. It feels like, you know, England's going into, I think they call it tier five closures of everything because of their new strain. We've got the new strain in the U.S. here. So you got that aspect. Tennis is all over the place Mm -hmm. with people questioning whether they're allowed to go into AO qualies or not. Um, just in terms of the actual getting there, uh, people who are staying in Delray in, instead of going to AO qualies, I, I, I mean, I, there, there's the hotel in Melbourne that's saying uh, maybe we that. have our own security issues that we shouldn't let people in that there are uh, all sorts of editorials saying, stop bringing people to our country. It feels so chaotic right now on so many different levels and I'm I, I gotta be honest I'm freaking out I don't know if you heard you also don't have an app to watch tennis on <laughs> they decided the <laughs> only thing I think we should go back to the Grand Slam apps and they should just do it for all of ATP because <laughs> every single tournament should have its own app if you have a tournament you are required to create your own app even challengers and futures ground up yes <laughs> um yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I feel like from kind of my point of view, it's it feels weird. Obviously, I'm in I'm in Delray right now. Yeah. I think I don't. Eh, it could be close. I could have possibly made it into Aussie Qs once the draws out, but we don't know. Um, yeah. I was basically I was first seen in, in qualies, got a main draw wild card here, and it kind of feels two things. Feels surreal. Um, with Jamie right now, she was here last year at Delray, which is less than Your a year ago. Jamie. My girlfriend, Jamie. Want that out. Um, and it feels like nothing's changed. I think that's like the first thing. It feels like almost nothing's changed. Like we're just back until 2020 again and we're doing this all over again. But the second thing is like it feels like the last tournament of the year again, which is also weird. <laughs> like how is that? We're starting the new year, but I don't really have tournaments to look forward to. I have there's UTR events. Right. Um, you know, we saw the ATP schedule and, you know, and I looked at the challenger schedule. You have like South Africa, Italy, and then you have like Istanbul and then right. Miami and that's it. So I'm like, I don't really have tournaments. So I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying being here, but it feels like turmoil. It feels like nobody has any idea. I don't even want to ask questions cause I don't even want to put it on anybody's radar. Um, cause I'm sure everybody has enough going on. But there are no answers. I mean, I want to ask right. about, you know, challengers in the U.S. I want to ask about, you know, what's happening with Indian Wells and all these other things. But I don't know who to ask and where to go right now. <laughs> and I don't know that anybody's going to be able to provide you with any answers right now. No. I mean, how, how are you feeling? Where What's your vibe? What are you looking at? I mean, you don't have anything really on the schedule, do you? Right. No, I, I have nothing. And I'm, I feel like I mean, you'll remember this. Our listeners might not, but mm-hmm. uh, I think when you and I were talking in June, I, I kind of went into a downward spiral in June. If you remember, you might not remember that it was June, but you know that I at one point in the summer, I hit a really, really bad spot because right. I had no nothing lined up for the future. And I kind of feel like I'm like in that same area. I feel like I'm better equipped right now to handle everything. Right. <laughs> Uh, in terms of some certainty about my life, but like I feel like I'm in that same spot. Like I, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing, when, with whom, where, and it, it, it it's, I, 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 I don't know. No, you and, just and, yeah. 
it's, a, it's like it. putting one foot in front of the other, but you don't know where that's going to lead you right now. And that's right. kind of the thing is like there's this unknown and everybody, you know, we keep talking about the vaccine and COVID, but that's not the issues that we're dealing with right now. I mean, it is I mean, to a certain is, extent. Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, the Australian Open with certain things like that, you know, but for a lot of the challenger, even the 250s. There are finance issues that we're dealing yes, with that sure. regardless of if we can have 100 fans or not, you are just you just can't put on an event. I mean, we have these cancellations from last year already where we're losing, you know, like the Dallas Challenger and tournaments like that. Yeah. I don't know. The New York Open, I don't know if that was a finance or COVID situation. Sure. Um, you know, you have these questions right now. So you're looking into the future and like, what does you know, April, May hold, you know, what does that look right. like as a schedule? Do we have Savannah on that schedule? You know, right. You right. know, we don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Realistically from like, in terms of what I'm thinking about and you know, the, the U S challengers and, and what the USTA pro circuits trying to do. And I, again, I'm not speaking for the USTA in any way, shape or form. I know that there were hopes at least, and, and I know it was on Twitter, so I, I'm not speaking out of turn here of the Cleveland event in February and one more event in February. Those are not on any official calendar right now. They posted right. a couple months ago that, that that was the plan. You know, it's not on an official calendar right now. Um, I, I keep thinking about April, those three green clay challengers that we tend to have in the US. Your Savannah, love of your life in Sarasota, Savannah. <laughs> I know, and, and uh, Tallahassee and that's that's three months away and you know we we don't really know and it's understandable why we don't know um yeah. the vaccine rollout is shit uh, uh right now yeah. I, I mean i, I uh, you know we're, we're two weeks away from the president getting uh inaugurated and that whole fucking thing is up <laughs> in the like everything feels so up in the air right now and you are about to go play tennis <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, if you talk about like how do you how do you focus is what I'm what I'm asking. Like, how do you take all of that and then narrow it down to the fact that hey, you've got you've got some tennis to play, and how how have you been doing with all of your prep and getting ready and set? Yeah, I feel pretty good. I mean, there were definitely some things on hold, and obviously, you know, which we have a uh, a podcast which will be. Uh, distributed to the Patreons that subscribed, which, you know, yeah. we'll get out to you in the next few days. But we did this, you know, right before um, off season, where I was definitely in, in, a, in a different state of mind at that point. I didn't really want to step on the court, but I had some time to kind of decompress from that and figure out what I'm looking to do with tennis and where I want to go and take it. And I, I feel okay right now. I'm actually, I'm excited to step on the court. I think, you know, there are so many distractions out there right now um, that this is kind of an escape for us a little bit, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not comparing this to anything, but like quarantine for us and the idea that I really have a stable, okay, we're just going to be in the room. We're going to go play tennis. We're going to come back and whatever I do with BTR or the BTR tour or the pod, you know, we do, but everything seems very structured right now. And that structure mm -hmm. kind of settles me down a little bit when there's yeah. so much, uh, instability. I mean, Right now, I think the biggest problem I had with a lot of the people around me was this idea and this notion, and this happens every year, but obviously specifically 2021 was, we just hit January 1st and everything's going to be different. Like, what? Like, why? Like, why? And right. I, I don't know right. about people in your life. I don't know if that was like spoken. It was like, I'm so excited 2021 and I'm just like, nothing's changing. Like, we have a lot of things to do. Um, that don't coincide with the first of the year, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting thought in terms of, this is actually how I, I, I feel about resolutions in general, uh, too. It's, it's like, 
this one one day doesn't change this. You know, you you either make changes in your life or you don't, right? Um, but that being said, I think this was kind of just a. Uh, I, nobody in my life has said like, "Oh, everything's going to change." It, it it doesn't. Things take, you know, are gradual changes, right? Um, that being said, we we have to get to that point where we're moving towards something, and I I I, I think here in the U.S. Frankly, I do think there will be a point uh, coming up with with the change in administration where we have new game plans of how to handle things with COVID, which I actually think will be rather substantial to us in tennis as well, Mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, and the professional sports, because I do think there's going to be some sort of discussion with professional sports leagues about how to move forward, how to be safe over the next several months until we get to that point where enough vaccine has entered our, you know, national airspace, if you will. Um, So I I think there's going to be some guidance in that regard. So I I do think that January 20th is actually going to be a point where we have some change. Movement. Outside of that, I I mean, in terms of the tennis world, I, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think we're any closer to having a path and I, I can't, I can't fathom. I mean, <laughs> I mean, know. this is ten months, ten months in, and I can't fathom why we still have so much absolute chaos because there's no top-down administration. Yeah, I mean, again, you say you say you can't imagine, but we had podcasts, you know, almost a year ago at this point, yeah. kind of describing the situation of, hey, if somebody's not going to take control, if we're going to still have all these moving parts this is bound to happen. I mean, it doesn't, you know, you can foreshadow all you want. So looking at this, and this is kind of something I said in the group text, you know, (laughs) Jamie was listening to me kind of like spiel once. I just, you know, not that I lost it. I I just looked in the group text and I was like, Hey guys, I know we're super focused on Australian open and that's great. It's a a really important tournament, obviously. And it's a cash inflow for a lot of players. I understand, but we have to look, elsewhere we have to look a little bit beyond this tournament as well and you know i understand that we have to you know deal with what's in front of us at this moment but like come on guys like we have months and months and months of unknown that we're just dealing with you know that we're not even asking questions about everybody's like australia 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 i'm like they're gonna do what they gotta do and we're not really going to have that much of an input and they're gonna try their best to make everybody happy but we have right now months of guys outside of a hundred in the world and guys that are fortunate enough to be in the areas of some of these challengers that would be extremely strong that just won't have a job, you know? So I'm looking at, you know, March. I'm actually, I'm looking at February, March, April right now. And I'm saying, where are these guys playing? I mean, UTR, I mean, it's incredible that they have something going on, the opportunity for these players to get some cash that I'll be partaking in. I'm interested to see how they actually function, but, what else? I mean, what else can we do right now? I I don't have an answer. I'm I think <clears throat> I will be curious to see how the player can uh, player council excuse me reacts once um, they all get down to Australia because I believe there's in Australia there's typically that meeting of of the player council to kind of get together and, and also a players a large players meeting is how it's been in years past. I don't know if that will change because of you know uh, COVID issues. I'm interested to see how that happens, what they say, what the plan is, if there will be a plan. Because, listen, <clears throat> I don't think it's the rank and files, if you say, if you if you will, I don't think it's necessarily the rank and files job to worry about those big picture issues. 
they're not on the player council. I mean, you can if you you know if you worry about those kind of things. You kind of have to a player theoretically should be selfish and focus on what's directly in front of them. Right? That's what you and I have talked about quite a bit. The idea of focusing on what's directly in front of you, that single-minded focus to play. <laughs> and if I just interrupt for a second, yeah. If this time has showed me anything, it is how horrendously awful I am, especially compared to a lot of the tennis players here, <laughs> yes. how fucking awful I am of just like dealing with the one situation in front of me. Correct. Oh yes. my God. I mean, these, and I, and I think this, you know, besides, yeah, besides shitting on myself, I think, you know, looking at these players and, you know, what can be great for their tennis career, you know, when they're looking and they're asking questions, I'm like, they're not very concerned about what's going to happen post X, Y, and Z. And that's why we're in a lot of these situations. I'm not saying it's their problem to deal with, yeah, but right. they're, you know, they're looking and they're like, well, why didn't we handle this before? And I was like, nobody was asking questions and nobody was really dealing with it. So, you know, it has to come from somewhere. And then, I, and I've seen that in a lot of cases where I'm just like, you know, this is stuff on my mind, but you know, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not going to do anything. Um, and it's funny seeing it, you know, now we're in March, let's say, and, we get into we have a same podcast two months from now saying, I don't know what's gonna come in May or I don't know what you know, right. are we gonna have grass court tournaments in June? You know, what what are we looking at? And you know, this is stuff that I'm seeing take place now, but it's again, when I tell you how strange it was just to touch down in Fort Lauderdale and like come play Delray in January and be here and not knowing what's next and just being like, Okay, let's let's have fun this tournament, let's see what happens, you know. How how is everybody else? reacting who have you interacted with uh, we obviously did a podcast with riley last week that has I, first uh, person generated, i saw <laughs> it's first generated a lot of discussion over the last couple of days in terms of his comments about pay distribution doubles specifically it's been very interesting to see the reaction and i'm sorry we didn't get into more of the actual discussion of the meat and potatoes if you will of right. of that but um what's, what's it been like interacting with everybody where where is the collective brain at down there Honestly, this is probably, I would say, one of the best tournaments because we never had a situation like this. This is probably one of the best events. Eh, actually, I take that back. Like a pre-Australian challenger sometimes has an event like this where you have a lot of top players. You know, we have obviously top 20 players playing this yeah. tournament. But at the same time, at the same time, we have players that are 350 in the world playing this event. You know, this yeah. is kind of one of the most widespread uh, events that you can get in tennis at this level. So I think it's interesting. And the first person I did see walking into this hotel uh, was Riley Opelka in a very tight white shirt, uh, looking yeah. scruffier than ever with Jay Berger. Um, and he seems chill. He seems relaxed. They just got down. Bjorn, um, you know, drove up from uh, Orlando, drove down from Orlando. Um, and uh, Kevin King was on the couch sleeping, you know, waiting for his room to get mm -hmm. ready. So it's been uh, an interesting group of guys. And, you know, to look at them and kind of get a understanding. So you have a guy like Bjorn that's, I guess, has a protected. I think it's not right. very different from his actual ranking of around 250, 260, whatever it is. Um, you know, he's in a similar spot as I am looking and being like, what is next? What could possibly be next? Um but I have to say, I mean, going back to what we just spoke about, I mean, they are much better than I am at, you know, just doing what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're just, they, they look fine. They're, they're smiling and, and they're okay. And I think 
whether they just don't show it as much or they don't let it get to them, they don't show the effects of the uncertainty of playing one event and going home. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. All right, so everybody at home, uh, we just we're we're kind of having to reset here. Uh, at at the moment, what just happened was unfortunately it appears Noah's um, uh, tests. Recorder. Down, yeah, well, no, let's let's yeah. Oh, oh we're going into that. We're going yeah, into yeah. that too. We've had two things happen. <laughs> Noah's recorder shut down uh, at the same time <laughs> that he just found out from his lovely girlfriend Jamie that unfortunately his uh, COVID test has been lost. So. So like it's just mass chaos here and uh we're 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 attempt so we also now have to do this where Noah's essentially on the phone with us and so the audio quality is a little different um yeah it's I'm I'm like this is very very odd for you to now have to potentially wait for another covid test before you're allowed to practice and um yeah this yeah, is, this again, is, it just keep it just continues, right? You know, to be honest, and you know, people are going to say like you weren't in Australia, or, you know, like we don't know if you would get in, kind of thing. But this would be the thing that would deter me from going to Doha for one tournament, and I understand yeah, right. that's more money. But I, I already knew that the mental grind of it all, the trip, the planning, everything like that, being there, worrying about testing, worrying about all of this, you know, that was not going to fare well on my you know, start of 2021, you know, yeah. being in Delray, um, obviously getting into main draw was great, but being in Delray right now, you know, having a missing test is not the same as having a missing test in Doha. You know, it doesn't feel the same. Obviously we're just going to get in a car and go get tested now, but, um, you know, it's not the same pressure And I knew that that was one of the things that I had to think about early December was regardless, I knew it was going to be close if I got in or not, but, I, I figured early, I mean, as people saw, I didn't even sign up for Australian quality. So I, I knew early on that that was not the path for me. And, you know, it's a tough decision to make. I just, the mental grind of it all. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned the UTR events. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I give those guys a lot of credit um, for, for what they're trying to do in terms. It's, it's really interesting because I don't want to, I don't want to compare it you know, apples and it's apples and oranges with your BTR tour. Um, but I, I think it's, I, I don't, I, I wonder if you feel like they're a kindred spirit in a sense in that both, both you and, and UTR right now are trying to make sure that there are different and unique opportunities for players here in the U S especially during this time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to speak about these tournaments before I even play them. I can only speak about what I know from prize money and, you know, what they've said about that. It's kind of this round robin that feeds into um, a draw that, you know, top 32 players will get money, which is, I think everybody in the tournament will get an X amount of money. And it seems like prize money is a little bit above like a future, almost two times a future, but less than a challenger kind of thing. Um, 
what I'll, what I'll say is, yeah, I don't think this is comparable to what I'm trying to attempt, but I applaud them incredibly for, you know, doing something outside the box or making sure there are tournaments for getting people on board. I mean, what was it? 20 or $30 million that they got to really put these tournaments on, which is incredible. And around the world during, especially a time that is needed, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, could we ever need tennis tournaments more? So for a lot of the players, this is their only cash flow. This will be their only cash flow. Um, I haven't really looked at the futures. I don't know what, you know, futures look like during this right, time. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That I don't know if there are any scheduled or in the U S especially. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's for them to put this on and to care about players from 200 on, um, we just haven't really seen that before. We haven't seen, you know, and whether these tournaments are so much more fun or if it's better for them or who knows. I mean, I haven't played them. I haven't spoken to anybody that has, but, just the thought process that goes into it and knowing that, you know, we're here for you kind of thing that we just always want to hear, you know, that's, that's something that we need to thank them for. You doing okay? Yeah, I actually feel pretty good (laughs) right now. (laughs) I feel pretty good. I mean, you know, it's good to have Jamie here. It's good to be for one tournament and have an ATP event um, that we can have and not, you know, it'd be tough if it was just a challenger, you know, it would be tough if it was just, you know, one event that, you know, was not as much prize money. It was just a challenger. But to have an ATP event for Delray to put this on, um, regardless of them losing my test right now or not, uh, <laughs> still excited to be out here and playing. And, yeah, that's, that's really it. So we're going to see how it moves along. And I'm in probably the chillest state of mind I've, I've been in in a while. I feel pretty good. And the BTR tour is moving along. And BTR is moving along this excited to get these pods up and running we've had some good ones so it's feels pretty good right now i have a definitely i'm again shifted my state of mind which happens about every three months at this point so three months try to be positive i mean 24 hours yeah i think that's more accurate <laughs> that's more appropriate <laughs> uh good luck this week uh in, enjoy it for what it's i don't even know when the fuck you actually start playing it's not a monday start is it <laughs> it is a Thursday to Wednesday main draw. Yeah, like that's I can't I I can't do that. I have enough OCD in me that I just can't. <laughs> that will not be a tournament I'll be watching because that's not how that works. <laughs> I just I just can't. Um, I I respect it yeah. though. So uh, enjoy it. There will be more podcasts to come. For Noah, I'm Mike. Uh, bye. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.